This is the Reclaiming Families podcast. It is our goal to expose the lies that undermine, erode, and destroy the family while discovering and reclaiming God's design for gender, marriage, family, and sexuality. So join us for open conversation about the struggles and joys of reclaiming families. Hello, hello. We are glad you are still listening to Reclaiming Families. It's a privilege that you all continue to come back and yeah. hear us talk. And you know what? It's, uh, it's encouraging too for us to back. We've put out several of these podcasts now. Yeah. and uh, We don't been... know how many, but <laughs> right. since April 12th was the first one. Yeah, we've done every, one every week. We haven't missed a single one. Yep. And today is... Uh, Another good one. We hope that you'll enjoy it. But before we go to the content, tell them what they need to hear, Randy. Yeah, we just want to encourage you to check out our uh, Instagram. Check out our Facebook page for updates uh, with Reclaiming Family, uh, what we're doing and what's going on. And uh, we want to encourage you to check out our website. And uh, we have an event coming up called The Birds and the Bees with Emily. What's Emily's last name? King. King. Yeah, how to talk to your kids about sex and puberty. That's right. And so what a great uh, topic. What a great thing for parents to learn. You know, yeah. Hey, when and when and how do I talk to my kids about sex and puberty? Because really, I mean, gosh, that's something that we should probably do a podcast on soon is just the parent's responsibility to educate your children and all... That's areas right, of right. life like if you go to school it's only because the parents you've you've hired teachers to yep like even if it's public schools you're entrusting your kids hiring them but gosh i could talk on that for a long time and that is not what we're talking about today no it's not okay <laughs> <laughs> so but what we are talking about today i i guess i kind of stumbled across it stanford children Stanford Children's Health um, put out an article about why the family meal is important. And to just kind of give you a very brief run through of the article, it talks about how um, for a lot of parents, it's like obviously a lot easier, simpler to just kind of forget about the family dinner um, because, you know, we all have busy schedules. There's a lot of things going on and it's so easy to neglect coming and sitting at a table together, sharing a meal. And they were talking about the benefits for children um, of being at the table together and kind of how to do that well as a family. This is not from a Christian perspective. It's just from a, it's honestly from a health perspective. They they talked about in here how when kids don't eat at the table together, they're more likely to be overweight um, and have unhealthy eating patterns. Um, but when you eat at the table together, not only is it good to connect with your family, but it also helps have um, healthy eating habits yeah yeah we'll get into all those things yeah. right we'll unpack them all but uh also too like yeah i just love the family table mm-hmm. and uh you know it's something that uh I, you know like i want a big table that seats at least 10 people in my house one day because right now i got a table that i could fit 10 around it but boy it would be packed we have seven comfortable spots yeah and so uh yeah, seven maybe, you know, really six. But uh, And when we were in campus ministry, um, I think it was one of those books by Steve Shadrach 
discussed how the kitchen table was the best tool for ministry. And that's like thinking about, you know, having outsiders coming into your home. And I would just say it's not only one of the best tools for ministry. Like I think that we see that, you know, when you have people over at your house, just eating, um, sharing a meal together is an impactful thing, um, especially when you, you have someone come into your home. But I really think that it can be um, impactful for your family. It's like, it's not only the best ministry tool to people outside your family, but I believe it's one of the best ministry tools for yeah. people inside your family too. And you know what? This is a long shot. My wife doesn't know about this. She might, you know, roll her eyes. I don't know exactly how oh, this will go. But, I already, but if you I, find yourself needing a table that holds, you know, 10 people or something oh, like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got a friend that he's built some tables, custom <laughs> tables. And, uh, yo, feel free to message us on our website Hey, you be interested in a reclaiming families table, and uh, you know what? We'll see if um, yeah we can help you out. And so that would be pretty cool. And uh, building tables is something that if I could pass my days just building tables, providing for my family, um, I think that would would actually be a very very satisfying life. So here's something that you should know about Randy. Um, he doesn't like to have too narrow of a of a of a like a thing to do I guess so at one point he was talking about how reclaiming families one of the things that reclaiming families should do is sell kitchen tables and so that was his opportunity to To get it in there a while (laughs) while he could next thing you know there's going to be kitchen tables up on the reclaiming families website most people sell like you know t-shirts for merchandise yeah no our merch is it's going to be 10 10 people tables because we value the kitchen table so much yeah it's so important uh, and so this study is saying, hey, it's very, very important. Yeah. So, so it talked a little bit about how the family meal, you know, when our parents, so um, you don't, we're, we're in our 30s. So our parents' generation, the family meal was a normal occurrence. You know, people who were born in, you know, the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, they it was pretty common for them to eat around the table together. But at some point when people, for people who were born in the, um, later in the nineties, um, the early two thousands, something happened in our culture, probably, you know, a rise in competitive sports. And I I don't know what all it was to where we became so busy with our schedules that, the family meal started to decline and now a lot of American families are starting to realize that there's a missing piece in their families. And so a lot of American families um, that are parenting Gen Z's are starting to make, try to make a comeback of the family meals. But at this point it's like, there's so many things that are going against the family meal. Um, there are, you know, screens, all kinds of devices. You know, most rooms have TVs in them now and everybody has cell phones. People have busy schedules. Parents come home from work at different times. So there really is kind of this, um, there's a lot of challenges to overcome in getting everyone to sit around the table. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I do think it's kind of a cultural issue. Like, you know, I, I think that in the country, you know, like I grew up and I grew up with, you know, really family time, family meals, 
Sunday, you know, lunch was always a chicken dinner. And, uh, and most of my friends, they grew up having family meals. And so, but like every but, night, did you have a family meal? Uh, well, my mom loved to cook. And so, she, and so we really did probably about every night. And a lot of my friends, they, uh, I would go over to their house and we had a family meal with their family. And so, um, I mean, I, I could say almost a hundred percent of my friends, had a family meal every night. And so I think it's a cultural issue, you know, not just city versus country, but yeah. Cause um, we were like eating hot dogs at the baseball park. Yeah. We're probably, uh, my family was probably like the kids who, uh, don't control their weight because they're never eating at home. We're probably like the, the hot dog hamburger at the ballpark, sure, sure, sure. you know? And so, I mean, it's, it's, it's not really that important, you know, uh, you know, kind of like culturally. Um, but I think what is important is that, you're right that many people are saying, hey, we've got to reclaim the family meal because mm-hmm. um, it's very important. And we can't just jettison it for uh, ball games and extracurricular school activities and all these other things because it's just not worth it. Yeah. And so how do you make this happen? It's like you have to set the expectation that it's going to happen. Whenever something has been going one way for a while and it's time to change it, then it's always kind of like this abrupt, like, ah, what's happening? This is not the norm, especially if you have kids that are like teenagers or preteen years, um, then you have to kind of put a halt to what the old norm is and start the norm. And so what does it take to, to... start new mealtime traditions. I'd say one thing it takes is for mom and dad to be on the same page. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, like, we don't exactly know. You know, if every situation, they're also different. We don't know, right? And it, that transition is going to be painful if you don't have a family meal. But I think it's definitely not going to happen unless mom and dad get on the same page. Yeah. And, uh, and I think through that transition, there will be a new norm established that will actually probably be better Right, that's what we're saying. According to this study, it's going to be better uh, for your family. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I think at least mom and dad being on the same page. Yeah, and I would say even clearly communicating to everyone in the family what is expected. So if you're saying, okay, I want everyone to sit at the table and to have their phones away, then it's like mom, dad. Better put your phones away. Yeah, maybe. Right, lead by example, that's right. And so maybe that's where you get a, a cell phone basket or something. You know, we've talked about doing something like that and never actually done it. But um, where you have something to where it can be a time um, for that. But let's talk about some of the benefits of sitting down at the table together. What would you say some of those benefits are? Um, yeah, one is communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, um, yeah, according to this study, it's a time to kind of rehash, hey, how has your day been? Mm-hmm. And uh, even what are we doing tomorrow and what's the plans for the future? But um, I know that my friends, I've got some friends that they sit down, have a meal every night, and, and they just talk to their kids, hey, what are they learning at school today and what happened at school today? And the things that the children are saying to these parents. Are you talking about? Yeah, uh-huh. and 
and it's just like okay the the little girl's like um hey um my friend that's a girl has a girlfriend right and then yeah and they're in elementary school right and she's like and i told her that that's not what the bible says that's right, but, that's right. yeah they're getting to process that that's right with their kids with their kids and you know what if they didn't get to do that yo what a disaster yeah, could be building up unknowingly, mm-hmm. right, in your children's lives. The destruction that your children could be heading toward. and uh, But having that family meal is a place to have communication. You know, and not, uh, you know, maybe not, you know, I don't know how people say you freak out, or but just to dialogue and have a conversation about God's design, how is school today, what have you been going through, what are you thinking, Um uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a beautiful opportunity to really look into and dive into the lives of your children and to know what what they're going through. Yeah, and it's even an opportunity in that sense to ask intentional questions like um and and this could look different depending on where how old your kids are in the developmental stage of your kids, but um you know, helping them to be able to identify how they felt throughout the day or something like that to where it could be like hey, when's the time today that you felt happy? When's the time today that you felt sad? Um, You know, just that's especially, you know, in the the younger elementary school days to where you just give them an opportunity to kind of identify some emotions, but it also helps you to know what's going on in the heart of your kids. So that's good. Um, One of the benefits, this this study says, is to uh, teach by example. And this is really big for where we're at. Um, It's not limited to this, but our little girl is literally learning how to eat. (laughs) That's right. And so for her, for us to sit down and have a meal that we're sharing together, um, we've done baby led weaning. This might be a a shout out to feeding littles. but we do support them. We do support them. Don't agree with everything they say. Yeah, no, Randy really. actually doesn't like them, but he doesn't know how much they've actually helped us. Right. So we, uh, I follow them on Instagram and do a lot of what they said. But modeling, f- like what you eat, is really big for children. So just today, we're having a family meal together, and we were having pizza. Our little girls never had pizza before, That's right. so she did not know that she needed to hold up the piece of pizza and just, you know, take a bite out of it. So Randy and I are on both sides of her picking up our piece of pizza and, you know, modeling how to eat it. it. She's learned from us how to use a fork. She's learned from us how to use a spoon. Um, She learned from Randy the other day that she could squeeze her drink and spray out her straw. And so... And I got in trouble for that one. He did, because she's still doing it, but... She likes to squirt people with it now. Yep. But it's a time to teach by example. Yeah, and it just uh, like I said, our little daughter, she's a sponge. She's soaking everything up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so things of like preparing the food or cleaning up the food, washing the dishes. Yeah, one thing our little girl loves to do is uh, she loves to help me do the dishes. And so in my family, you know, mostly I end up doing the dishes. And I like to do it. I enjoy doing it. It's a way for me to serve and lay down my life for my family and also for me to slow down and just mindlessly accomplish some tasks and I enjoy it I like it but my little girl she's always you know in the dishwasher helping me 
you know, she's actually probably pulling out the dishes while I'm putting them in. But still, yeah, she thinks in her mind she's helping me do the dishes. And she's only broken one or two plates. <laughs> and so uh, she's really doing really good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and so, yeah, she's learning that kind of stuff, uh, preparing the food. She sees us cooking. And they even can help, like, at a young age start to kind of value what you value. If you're someone that exactly values right. um, health and kind of, you know, healthy meals and like the actual enjoy like the nutrients of the food then when you prepare a meal and sit there together especially if you prepare a meal together as a family or have one or two kids alongside of you doing that it gives them an opportunity to learn all that you're doing and to kind of learn the life skill of um yeah making a meal they're able to see how you eat so you know they don't go on their first date my parents used to always joke with us because in my family still to this day actually I still do it Randy doesn't do it but I do it um like we cut meat with scissors in my like in yeah, my, that's funny. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so my my parents used to always say like before you go on your first date you got to learn how to cut your meat up with a knife yeah, and right. not scissors um but it's just it's an opportunity to learn those things that's right the practical things. Yeah. But also more of the practical things like conversations. They can learn from example, like how to have a conversation around the dinner table. Like yeah. You were saying. Social skills. Social skills. What's, uh, you know, embarrassing or humiliating. Uh, and it's a safe place because it's the family table. That's right. That's right. And yeah. We care about each other. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a warm, it should be a warm environment. Um, and so. You know, certain subjects to talk about and then for parents to lead the way in talking about some subjects. And, um, yeah, I think it's a, in many ways, in all areas of life, really, you know, around the kitchen table, you can really set the example. Parents can set the example for their children and how they, the type of people they should be. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty cool. So along with that, like the, the type of pe- person that, they should be and um, having these conversations. One of the benefits it says that it builds confidence in your kids, and so dinner is a good opportunity to build confidence in your kids because by listening to them and really hearing them, by taking the time to have a quality meal together, you're able to say, "I value you, I respect you, um, who you are, what you're doing is important to me." Because if you're so busy, think about it on the flip side of that. If you're so busy that you don't have time to sit down with your children. Yeah, you're saying the opposite. You're saying the opposite. And, and don't hear us say that there's not seasons to wear or, or certain nights. You know, there are nights to wear Randy's out late and, um, you know, still working. And I have dinner, just the two me and Ellie without Randy. Um, there's times when I'm in class and Randy and Ellie have dinner without me. So we're not saying that there's just because, you know, you have class or you're still at work that you're saying that's more important than your child. But we are saying that when you make a pattern of that, then it's, um, it is, it can easily be uh, conveyed and communicated that that is the case. And so when you, the opposite is when you... Yeah, take that time to sit down and connect. You're saying, you're worth me connecting with. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm a, uh, I listen to 
Um, Jordan Peterson sometimes, the Jordan Peterson podcast. One thing he said his dad did with him after school was his dad would sit down and read with him. And uh, he would just tear up. Because he's like, it was my dad saying that you're worth my time. And here's a grown man, you know, in his 50s or however 60s, however old this guy is, and uh, crying about how his dad took time to read to him. And I think it's the same thing at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like my family took time to care about me and to eat with me. And, uh, and yeah, I, I just think it's, that's a beautiful picture. Yeah. Of family. And then, um, yeah, it's also just a warm environment. Like, who doesn't want to be in a family like that? Yeah. And so. And, you know, it is all about perspective because if you view mealtime as a chore only, and I struggle with that, where it's like, or maybe not the sitting down is the chore, but like, the getting the food there to sit down with. (laughs) Like I view it as a chore and not an opportunity very, a lot of times. And so to me, it's like, you know, could, could become a hassle or, or something like that. But if I have the right heart and I view it really, if I view it as an act of worship to glorify the Lord and to serve my family, then the opportunities are endless. There's so many possibilities, um, that are created there. Because it is an opportunity. Like, what are the like? What's what's possible? Like, we could have a missions Monday where we, you know, sit down and and talk about a country and pray for a country, or or we could have Thankful Thursday where we tell each other what we're thankful. Like, you know, it really is not about the food. Really, I mean, I do want to give my family food that that fuels our bodies well, but it's so much less about food and more about the opportunity to sit and connect together. So, um, yeah, what's the next thing that it talks about on the... Yeah, the Stanford Children's Study, It's uh, or the Stanford Children's Health, this um, paper they wrote. Another one is resolving conflict. And so it talked about how you just let children um, sit where they want to sit. Let them choose their own seats. Like, don't have assigned seats. And you know what? They're probably going to end up fighting over their favorite chair <laughs> and where I want to sit and... And this one's mine. Yeah, this one's mine. I want to. I was here first. You know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's an opportunity to uh, walk through conflict with your children. Yeah, it's not just a a slap them and say don't fight, but uh, you know, to teach them to resolve disputes, settle disputes peaceably. And uh, and so yeah, I think it's a it's one of those things where yeah, family's also very messy. Mm-hmm. And it's not this picture perfect. We're sitting at the family table and we eat with our, you know, outside forks and we work our way in, you know. And uh, but it's messy. But it's also this opportunity to grow and teach your children how to be responsible and productive human beings. Yeah, and, and I, resolve conflict. And I think I would even add to that, like you're talking about how families are messy. It's almost like. The mealtime is a time to enter into each other's mess, that's you right, know. That's right. And I don't think that I don't think it's realistic that every mealtime, you know, you have this planned conversation that you're going to have or 
you know, honestly, in my perfect world, we probably would. Like, I just thought, like, Missions Monday, Thankful Thursday or whatever. That's That came from Jeff Vanderstelt's book, uh, uh, Gospel Fluency. And if I was living in my perfect world where I was organized and, you know, did the things that I, like, had good intentions of doing, I probably would do that. Like, I would have a themed meal. You know, there was a lot of people when the pandemic started, I saw that were having themed meals where they were, you know, like, tonight's, uh, I don't know. Taco Tuesday? Yeah, and you <laughs> wear your sombrero to the table, and, okay, yeah. you know, maybe you pray for Mexico while, you know, something like that where it was just all going really well together. It's all really intentional. It's like, okay, it's emotions day where we talk about our feeling. That's, that's yeah. you know, kind of feelings Friday. I don't know. And <laughs> that's... I don't oh, think we, mom, come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need to have a feelings Friday. But... No, I think it would be good. I think it would be good to intentionally... Yo, learn your feelings, especially for young kids, right? What they yeah. tell them. So. And so maybe we will do it. But yeah, that's right. We'll only throw it out. I think that it is an opportunity to enter into each other's mess. Because think about the family unity it would have if you had some kids, three kids or so, sitting around the table together. And they're able to, you know, probably still make fun of each other and have their arguments. But then also how to hear each other. And be on each other's team because so much you just, we're not thinking about other people as often as we should. And most of the time, I, I remember I probably thought about how my brother felt, you know, not very often when I was a kid. But when I, if I were to hear him, you know, intentionally talking about his day and hearing about the difficulties of his day, especially in those middle school, high school years, I do think it would have brought us closer together. And so... Um, not only is resolving conflict a good opportunity at the mealtime, but just helping um, understand and build compassion and kind of make your family like more of a unit going through hard times together. Oof, I like um, yeah, I do too. As we enter into each other's mess. Yeah. So. And the family ta- the family gives you the table gives you that opportunity. Yeah. So pretty cool. Um. Another one is family dynamics. Yeah. So, I mean, if we were just to say, how do we make this happen? You know, you really do have to look at the the fi- family dynamics of each family. Well, before we do that, let's. Wasn't there one to talk about health? Where's the one talking about what you eat? Oh, and... that was just in the intro, but oh, we can okay. talk about health. Yeah, let's talk about it. You know, we talk about. Uh, um, it kind of falls, I guess, into just the teaching by example in some ways. Um, yeah, but basically it's the idea that, hey, when you're not eating at the dinner table and you are eating junk food, that uh, did the study say that... Um, let's see if we can find it real quick. It just says that numerous studies... I'll, I'll just read it. This is from Stanford's uh, Stanford Children's Health. Numerous studies show that eating together not only is an important aspect of family life, but also helps make weight control easier. When a family sits down together, it helps them handle the stresses of life and the hassles of day-to-day existence. Eating together tends to promote more sensible eating habits, which in turn helps family members manage their weight more easily. Yeah. And so also, you know, I think there's two components there. One is stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like kids stress eating and... 
And uh, so it's like stress eating or on the flip side, not eating. So like, you know, several people when they get stressed, they just don't eat. Don't eat. And so if you're not sitting down at the table, you don't really know. Yeah. Or the sitting table helps you kind of bring out the stress and deal with the stress, decompress the stress. And, uh, but also just the healthy aspect of eating a healthy meal Mm -hmm. and, uh, and learning, you know, when to stop eating, you know, and all these things, it creates a healthier person. It's pretty funny, actually. I guess we, in some ways, just had this conversation today because we did, we, we were talking about Ellie learning to eat pizza. We ate at a pizza buffet today. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was pretty funny because I was like. When Ellie's old enough to like go to the buffet on her own, I, I saw this kid who had I bet fifteen pieces of dessert pizza on her plate. And I was thinking like, we're doing this baby led weaning thing, and I'm getting off topic here, but I feel like I have to finish my thought now that I started it. We were at a dinner table. Yeah, yeah, we were at a dinner table, so it counts. <laughs> but I saw this kid, yeah, fifteen probably pieces of dessert pizza, like cookie dough pizza, Oreo pizza, coconut pie pizza. And, um, I was thinking like, we're doing this baby led weaning thing where it's kind of like she gets to eat as much as she wants, but it's also like the whole thing is you provide, she decides. So I guess in that her, this, I'm processing this out loud. Anyways, I asked Randy, are we going to let Ellie just like go to the buffet as many times as she wants? And he was saying, what did you say? Like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, but But we've been going as much as we want. (laughs) And so he was kind of saying like, it's going to push us to do. To not be hypocrites. Yeah. yeah, What we, it's going to push us to do what's best for her. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And you know, that's what preparing meals and and healthy eating and and stuff like that does. So. Yeah. uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're off topic. Anyways, how do we make this happen? Were yeah. you done with that part? Yeah, I'm done with that. I just want to make the point that it's healthier to physically eat. to eat a nice family meal together. Yeah, you'll be For making more reasons. sensible pattern eating patterns. So how do we make this happen when we all have different family dynamics, things like that? Um, I think that it comes down to... Carving out time. Yeah, you have to be intentional. You know, quality time... Does not happen overnight. You know, we say all the time with intimacy and marriage, you have to. Oh, I thought Randy was going to finish my sentence. (laughs) (laughs) I just said, you have to. And I put my hand over to him and he looked at me. You have to create space. Create space, yeah. yeah. Um, And so like date nights and things like that are opportunities to create space for intimacy. And in the same way, um, family like eating meals around the table they don't just happen you have to create the space for the good conversations you have to create the space for the family connection yeah and one thing this article talks about was like you might think okay i'm going to one spouse might say i'm going to uh take care of the kid feed our kid and uh and create a meal so that you don't have to cook a big meal or do something but it talks about how that can actually just isolate the individual family members from each other. And um, so the absent parent is not there. And then the parent that is there, you know, is that relationship is being built. And so, you know, talk about the unintended consequences of not having a meal together. 
even if you think, oh, it's for their good, or yeah, like there's there's these consequences that come that maybe you're not thinking about. Yeah. And isolation is one of them. And I mean, not to pitch our own podcast, but maybe you want to go back and listen to some of the ones on human growth and development because that just goes back like all through development in like early childhood through adolescence. It's really important that there is both a male and female caregiver that's there with the the kids and and being with them in in mealtime is no different. So, um, but again, there's, of course there, there's occasional conflicts in schedule where, um, you can't do it. it. There's special opportunities to have, you know, daddy daughter date nights and, um, girls nights or guys nights to where both parents aren't going to be around. But, um, we would just encourage you to fight for a pattern of family meals, um, whether it be yeah, one like meal culture, a day yeah. or right. a couple meals a week, fight for that. It is, it's good. And it's also um, an opportunity for, for spiritual growth. That's not in there, but, you know, sometimes we have tried to do like, fan, like, uh, like devos over dinner. Um, yeah. What was your quiet time about? Yeah. Kind of unpack your quiet time. And those are, you know, when I do, am intentional, and uh, we do bring up those. You know, just ask those questions. I, it's always a good conversation, and I don't regret it. And so we really miss out by not being intentional in it. Yeah. But. Uh, but so, yeah, so yeah, we just want to encourage you to set the culture of family meals. Yeah. And uh, they're better for your family, and so you know, I just encourage you to reclaim that time, carve it out for your family, and get on the same page. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that you're going to find that, gosh, life is so much better That's around great. a family table. So here's a Reclaiming Families challenge for you. Um, over the next couple weeks, talk with your your spouse, talk with your family, and do something over dinner that is out of your norm. Oh, yeah. So maybe it is that you have that Missions Monday where you eat tacos, wear sombreros, and get you know an Operation World book out and pray for Mexico. Maybe it is a Thankful Thursday where you go around and every person intentionally says um, some kind of encouragement and thankful something they're thankful for about another person. Maybe it's a Feelings Friday. Um, right, that one sounds right. cheesy. Where you nah, be good though. Be you go good. around and so uh, or think outside the box, but do the Reclaiming Families Challenge over the next couple weeks, and then uh, write us on. Instagram, Facebook, or you can message us on the the website and let us know how it went for you. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We'll All catch right. you next time. Yep. Take care. Thank you for listening to Reclaiming Families. Check us out at reclaimingfamilies.org where you can find our latest podcasts, blogs, news, and events. We look forward to seeing you all next time.